Yo, what's up? It's your girl, DJ Narc. I'm doing this new thing where no matter what I fucking say, I'm going to fucking put it up. And like, maybe we should just start there. I feel like you get to a point with anything creative where you reach this like critical mass of um, critical mass. <laughs> you see, it's like creeping up on me. Uh, where you reach a point of hypercriticism, hyper awareness about what you're doing, and it like I don't even feel like it knocks you out of the flow as much as you feel like it knocks you out of the flow, and then that definitely knocks you out of the flow. And uh, so just know that I've recorded like six episodes. <laughs> I'm sure the people at Anchor are like, "What is this bitch doing? She keeps recording new traps. <laughs> like, is she okay?" <laughs> yeah I'm fine and those drafts are full of like jewels um I don't know dude if I get interrupted if I lose my train of thought if I like go ham on something where I'm like come on over then I just yeah I've said this before but I'm just gonna say it again because any astrology book you look in is like Virgo moon ah ooh, (laughs) ooh, yeah it's it's a difficult placement because it's not like Virgo sun where the pressure is external that you want to not the pressure external the 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 out the external opinion really does matter and that's where the internal pressure comes from that's not at all it and i think that's part of why i like genuinely can feel a lot of compassion for virgos i'm not saying pity i'm saying compassion because that's got to be really hard like legit that's got to be really really tough like just to get from one day to the next it's got to be really tough unless you fit the Virgo, um, if you fit the Virgo look of perfection, like if you're perfect, then as a Virgo, you thrive because you don't have that always gnawing at you, right? Like it's not surprising that Beyonce and Keanu Reeves are really, really, really fucking successful and like literally dominate their respective fields why and like have longevity too excuse me why because when their virgo brain looks at their virgo surroundings the internal pressure can die down because the external reaction is so fucking positive and and so reaffirming of their perfection and i think that you know you see Beyonce's drive ramp up, the internal pressure ramps up when she feels that the external opinion is is veering away from that level of perfection that she wants mirrored back to her. And I'm not saying that is shade at all. I'm actually in awe. Like, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm so impressed. It, it It really is true that genuinely anyone who says that Beyonce is trash is just the the meaning of a hater. Like, it doesn't matter what you think of her music. It doesn't matter even what you think of her as an entertainer, even though a lot of people who want to shade her will be like, I don't know about her as a musician, but she's an amazing entertainer. She's the entertainer of our time. Like, I don't appreciate all that 
jazz like that's not like I don't know trying to reduce her to like a body or a bunch of moves or like what are you calling her a showgirl I don't know I don't know I'm just not into it I don't think it's progressive I don't think it's respectful of her craft and as of her as a fucking boss and a businesswoman and a fucking she's all those things she's a musician she's an entertainer she's she's a dancer like (laughs) you know she's all of those things um, and they're all separate things. So I, f- I find it uh, very disheartening that even the most industrious and, um, you know, the women that have proven, you know, their their ability, their savvy in many different fields, um, some that are considered very much so the man's field, the men's playing ground, still can get reduced in our everyday talk um so much so like I mean Beyonce would never do it because that would be the most diva thing of all time but like I definitely feel like Beyonce stands should be like excuse me like please do not reduce our girl to an entertainer like that's not the move (laughs) that's not the move well just because it's not accurate you know that's like saying at this point that's like calling Keanu Reeves just an actor like that's such a disservice, you know. It's not accurate. It's not fair. Um, he's probably done double the work in philanthropy that he'll ever do on film. You know, regardless if people know about it or not, doesn't really matter. Like I find it interesting that Instagram or the internet finds out about like one place where he gave money, or one time that he did this thing, and it's like you know it blows up. Or like he helped this guy who needed like a ticket or whatever and to think you know of the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that he gives to all these different things all the time um like it was hilarious to me that it was lost on everybody that there was a 10 million dollar donation made an anonymous 10 million dollar donation made to this LA museum um, to make admission free, and like later that day, Keanu is like walking around at the cocktail party for the museum, and I was like, what, like he's not like a cocktail party guy, you know, like that's not his bag, um, or like a, he doesn't seem like a cocktail, he seems pretty fucking shy and kind of awkward, right, so like the only time that I've noticed him in public he usually has his hands in his pockets and it's like swaying back and forth like Ted style a little bit um but he was like walking around at this cocktail party for the same hotel on like the same day you know where all these people like walking around talking about how it was like amazing that someone gave this like anonymous 10 million dollar donut and I'm like thinking to myself like have you guys noticed that he's there because like this ain't his shit like you are not putting this together <laughs> he's only there because he did that (laughs) like he just wanted to see how people felt about it like he he, but he knows no one's gonna like line him up with it right just like people were like really surprised to hear that Beyonce has um not quite as much as the internet was making it sound but she made a lot off of her uber stock thing right like that that seems very 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 surprising because it's outside of you know, like what she does, but making sound deals is probably what she does twice as much as make music. 
if not triple. So, uh, no, I'm not trying to put myself in the same category as those two. I was just making the point that Virgos, when the external reflects back to them, when the public opinion reflects back to them, that they are indeed perfect. They're able to achieve amazing things once they have that approval pat down. Uh, Until they reach a certain level of perfection, if they ever get there, there remains this internal drive that takes away from, you know, the free-flowing creativity, the ability to make really savvy decisions, the single-pointedness of thought, no thought, that attracts extreme abundance. You know, the thing that people fault him for a lot in his acting is his vacancy. But it's so idiotic because it's honestly kind of racist, right? Like, are we forgetting he's half Asian? Or like a quarter Asian and a quarter Samoan? Are we forgetting that usually when people look like that, it's because they're in a state of no thought? And you can't fake that? Because you can see it in the eyes? Like, you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that's why he's been so geniusly cast throughout his career, yeah, fuck it. It's my birthday. I want to talk about Keanu Reeves. Whatever. Like, this is that thing. I'm not going to delete it no matter what. Oh, my God. You see what comes out of me? Um, that's why the most visionary of directors have always picked him for things. It, it, too much to the public chagrin. You know, like, I, th- I think it's, like, really interesting that now, after all these years of being consistently fucking successful, bomb, good-looking, charitable, nice, not problematic, fucking putting the ass, a seat like putting the asses in the seats, fucking making the fucking big monies for these fucking studios. Only now after doing that consistently for 20 plus years is he getting his props. Only now are people like, "Oh yeah, he's dope. He's been a fucking running like joke for people who think they know some shit like people who think they're like smart you know like those people who are like we only watch movies that are nominated for oscars you know those people oh we're gonna get into those people too just hold on you know those people those people have been running around calling your boy a joke for 20 years because they're a fucking joke (laughs) yeah because there's a reason that Bernardo Berlucci, uh, the fucking guy, Kenneth Branagh, even the Wachowski brothers, like there's a reason that you end up choosing the person you choose. And those roles, especially the ones I just mentioned, all have something in common, even, even much ado about nothing. Um, I think that's what that one's called that he's in. Even that bad guy, they all have something in common. And every role he ever plays, like people, my little brother often says, well, he just plays himself. And I was like, well, all actors just play themselves. There's very few actors who can actually morph into another person to the point where like you forget who the actor is. Very, very rare, which is why most people get cast to type. 
right? Because most directors understand archetype. They understand that you necessarily don't need to act. You just need to be who you are and you'll do great. Like uh, casting Tori Spelling in The House of Yes is a perfect example. Tori Spelling, God bless her. God bless her. Like, I cannot stress this enough. God bless Tori Spelling. I know nothing about her. I've never seen that reality show. I've seen nothing of her since Donna on Beverly Hills and since the House of Yes. And she was so perfect in the House of Yes that it is almost painful. And I just know that that wasn't acting. I know she was... I know she thought she was acting. And that's exactly what the character is doing. So what you were watching was someone pretending to put on a show, being played by someone pretending to put on a show. And this weird thing happens when you're watching it where you're like, oh my God. This is perfect. Whoever cast that movie is a fucking genius, by the way, because first of all, that movie is flawless in every way. Oh my God. If you have not seen House of Yes, please run to your nearest fucking computer and watch that movie. It is flawless. The mother, just, just so you know, before you even get anywhere near the movie, the mother is my favorite character. The croissants are filled with something. I forget what. Um, the other insane great bit of casting there was uh, that idiot Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. used to like troll up Rayside bars. Weird. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. plays a buffoon, but he's a douchebag and a buffoon. You know those guys who are like super fucking dumb but they're also like dirt bags do you know like usually i think women <clears throat> excuse me yo what y'all smoking it's my birthday y'all bitches not gonna smoke on my birthday damn that's cold that's really cold and <laughs> drink something too while you're at it but you need to smoke it's my birthday come on mm. smoke together all right here we go if you got it, smoke it. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to everybody else born on May 27th. We lit. We lit. Okay. So you know those guys who are like serious dirtbags, but they're also buffoons? So here's the thing that women do. We can kind of like feel sorry for the buffoon, especially if he's physically cute. We're like, okay, he's dumb, but... Like, he's cute, right? And you know how sometimes you, like, don't get that even though he's a fucking idiot, he's also, like, super malicious and a real douchebag, like a rat. Yeah, you see, you see that's what he is in the movie. He's a real dirtbag. <clears throat> real dirtbag. Um, which is pretty close to type, right? Like, he, he's... When you see Freddie Prince Jr., he seems like the most, like, normal, like, buffoon. <laughs> like, just an idiot. He just seems like an idiot. Um, and then he talks and he sounds like an idiot. And you're just like, okay, he's got to be an idiot, right? Um, now, the other part about him being a douchebag, maybe he just acted that out really well. But 
I don't know. Anyway, a lot of directors understand that casting to type, casting by archetype, is just the way to go. Because, because for example, let's take another mo- example from the same movie. Parker Posey is also cast to type. She plays a fast-talking, very intelligent, sophisticated, um, somewhat urbanite, right? Yuppie. Actually, they're supposed to be, um, well, not old money, but old as old as the Kennedys, which is not old at all. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, yeah, that's what that's that's the Parker Posey archetype for sure. That's her personality. Now her level of skill is, I mean, it outshines basically everyone in the movie. Oh, the brother, the other brother, her twin brother is really well cast and he's quite good as well. And the mother is quite good, but she's such a star. Like she just, she knows how to act, right? So she's, she's playing to type, which makes everything easier, but she's also really fucking good at acting. Like, so she could make you believe that she was a completely different character and play against her archetype. So that level of skill. No. Does every actor have that level of skill? No. No. Does every, uh, some would call that range. Uh, I don't know, but do, does every actor have that? No. But most actors are cast to type. And if you're casting to type uh, enlightened, casting to type uh, the one, casting to, you know, like, this is the dude to end all dudes. This is... Like, I mean, we could go through all of them if you want, but like, you know, just the premise of Point Break is like, I can't think of another person that you could put in that movie that would have made that movie the like instant classic success that it was. Like, the funny thing about that movie that kind of switched a lot up and a lot of articles came out around that time about this fact because like Johnny Depp, Keanu Reeves, they were really popular at the time. And the article was about, well, many of them were about how these really, really good looking, quite pretty men were meshing these different worlds where before they had been relegated to teen bop magazine status and you know the girly movies or the romantic leads or the after school specials or the brad the boyfriend type of shit 21 jump street type of bubblegum shit all this type of stuff now these guys were still effeminate you know, just because they were so fucking pretty, but they were taking these action roles and they were doing more action movies and they were, you know, they were able to pull. And he's a great example of someone who's always been able to do this. He's able to pull the men and the women. The men like him as much as the women like him. And that's saying a lot because the women really fucking like him. You know, so like if the men like you as much as the women like you and the women are fucking falling at your feet everywhere you go all your fucking life, damn, <laughs> that's a lot of monies, you know, it's a lot of monies you can make. So all you have to do is cast him to type and 
what's that? That's that thing that so many people for 20 years made fun of him for. But now when you look at him and you look at everybody else's age, fuck, look at people half his age. What you, when you look into their eyes, the thing that we used to hold against him, well, never me. That was never me. But the thing that people used to hold against him was that clarity in his eyes. They thought it was stupidity. <laughs> they laughing all the way to the bank, stupid all the way to the fucking bank. Um, but now when you look at his peers and even his contemporaries, you find that because his contemporaries, the people he's in contention with now are 20 years younger than him and he's killing them, right? You find that when you look in their eyes, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not quite the Keanu Reeves experience, huh? Right? Because you can look right through them. You can look right through him, never denies a picture, never says, no, I can't. Doesn't matter what he looks like, quote unquote, doesn't matter what he's wearing. Every picture, no matter if it's a blurry camera, a a professional camera, whatever, a selfie with some stranger who happened to be walking by, a blurry selfie, no matter where you see him, in what condition, one thing remains constant. His eyes go on forever. His eyes are clear. You can see right through him, right into him. He's right there. There's nothing hidden. <laughs> it's, cl- it's clear, right? A place of oneness. A place of such awareness and oneness of the field on an on a almost, you know, genetic level, bro. Like, like Jesus, look at the symmetry, like, can we just talk about it for a second before we go on? Jesus Christ. Yo, I be looking at stuff now, like after the fact, like so long ago stuff now, and just be bugging that like that level of beauty was normal for us. Because I'm sorry, you could say whatever you want about fucking Zach Efron or whoever the fuck you got out here. I don't really know. Aside from Machine Gun Kelly, I have not really seen anybody around who's like legit good looking. I don't know. Maybe I just don't see them. What's the other one that like, what's the other one? There's one, there's one, the redhead with the funny name, you know, He's good looking. There's like there's like two people, and 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 still I think I'm being very like Machine Gun Kelly's cute because he's he's a look, right? He's like a look. He's like a certain look that you like if you were going to a certain type of place you'd be like yo dude you want to come with me like he's a look, um. But like d- d- that's just me being hella generous, like hella generous, like what the fuck, like. We grew up legit watching like ethereal beauty, just doing wild shit. Like, do you realize what Point Break is? Point Break is like a 25-year-old Keanu Reeves jumping over shit and shooting people before his spine got fucked up, when he could still move his neck, when, you know, like all the, and that's not shade, like I'm being serious, like before he got like, he fucked his shit up. Holy fucking shit, dude. (laughs) it's like john wick with bank robbers dude it's 
awesome. Um, but it is that thing. You A lot of people may think, oh, he's not even talented. How has he been around for so long? He's so annoying. He's so stupid. Women are so dumb. Um, why do you even like him? Well, how did he make so much money then? How did he get so successful then? I mean, sure, there's a lot of people that have uh, traded on their looks, right? We know that. Are they still successful? Have they had this level of sustained success? Maybe, maybe, maybe you think there are. I don't, I don't see it. And so he's a really good way to kind of segue into what I wanted to talk about, uh, which is abundance and how the whole manipulating the law of attraction is quite dangerous and why that's even uh, why that's even why it's out here <laughs> for you to fuck your life up with so if he's so bad at what he does and he's such a joke then why 20 years on is he so incredibly successful but also more importantly so respected so loved so welcomed in every community I mean, did you see that meme? My cousin sent it to me about the Pakistani girl who WhatsApped her mom a picture of him from like the devil's advocate and was like, mom, I met a guy, a Pakistani mom, okay? Let's check this. She texted her mom like, mom, I met a guy, he's not Muslim. Okay, right there, the conversation would have been over with the Pakistani mom, you know that, right? No, for real, legit. Like, it would have been over. It would have been like a, a rap. Like, oh, <laughs> next. <clears throat> But he's a really good person, and like I really like him, and he's very kind and very sweet, and I think he'll convert. <laughs> She's just pranking her mother. Yo, Auntie wrote back and was like, Mashallah. <laughs> or like, Inshallah. Oh, he looks like a fine gentleman. Yo, Auntie. Auntie, Auntie, you know, Auntie had her own plans. Auntie was like, get the... <laughs> To the masjid like we need this one <laughs> and how mean is it that she sent her a picture of like when he was like 30 like that's so mean <laughs> the mom was like hell fucking yes like we'll convert his ass like, don't worry we'll take care of it <laughs> oh my god i felt that mean when i saw that when my cousin said to me i was like yo it seems legit <laughs> Ah, amazing. How can someone cross so many barriers, make so much money, have so much respect, have so much natural... You know, that mom didn't know nothing about him. She obviously didn't know who he was, right? But she just took one look at that face and she was like, I think think we could work with that. (laughs) Was he worship fire? Was he into... (laughs) Let's let's see. Let's see what Allah says. <laughs> oh Lord. Yo, that's a whole that's a different type of success, bro. That's a different type of success. When like 18-year-old Pakistani girls are sending your picture to their mom saying that you're not Muslim and the mom's like, "Yo, we good." <laughs> I can't get over it. I'm like, "Yo, the power <laughs> transcends time and space." <laughs> The power of the halo effect is real. Um, 
And so, and so is that it? Is it the halo effect? Is he just me? No, because a lot of people have the halo effect. They're not able to do what he's done. What he's done and what he got crucified for for so long and made fun of for, and now he's being held up for and being admired for and everybody loves him for, is that clarity of heart, is that clarity of spirit, is the fact that you can see that clarity of spirit and heart in his face and especially in his eyes, and then his actions, his speech, uh, his long-term behavior all also reflects that. So that's how. Now, that is a very different state than making a list of the beach house you want in Miami and every day looking at that list and saying, I'm going to have that beach house, I'm going to have that beach, I'm going to attract it. Let me be clear. Using the law of attraction is glamour. It's low-level you know, it's, it's, uh, children's magic. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just, yeah, great. You know, (laughs) it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. It's just, it's, it's glamour. It's pretty, um, rudimentary glamour actually. And so you say then, well, why wouldn't more people use it if it's so easy and so stupid? Well, because, when you use magic, uh, or you know, another way to say that is to subvert the construct to your will, uh, making the necessary assumption that you know better, um, a few things happen. One, there is an insolence involved, right? Uh, and two, it makes you stand out as if you've raised your hand and uh, raised your hand and you need a lesson. You've obviously uh, brought attention to yourself as someone who needs uh, a bit of uh, retraining. <laughs> you forgot something. And so you're saying, well, what is, how does that mesh with psychocybernetics? I thought psychocybernetics was about the law of attraction. No, it's not. Redoing your mental movie, redoing your cybernetic settings is not about subverting the construct. It's about creating a new construct. It's about changing your settings so you step into a new and healthier construct. It's not about taking what's already there and not working internally, right? On what frequency you're attracting. You see, on every frequency you can attract abundance. You understand? But depending on the frequency you're at, that abundance is either going to be a noose around your neck or it's going to be money in your bank. You understand? This idea of the law of attraction, uh, the reason it's so dangerous isn't that it's not true, isn't that it doesn't work it's that it does work and that it is true but everyone neglects to inform you that a large part of what is necessary if you're going to start attracting things to you is what your baseline frequency is before you start the process of pulling Because again, if you are working off of a pretty low frequency where you're insecure, you're afraid, 
Um, you swear people are talking about you and judging you. You feel like you can even see them judging you and everything hurts and everything feels like, you know, you have a nerve exposed. Can you still use the law of attraction? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you can say, well, what about the fail-safe? Only the pure of heart can manifest. See, I'm not talking about manifestation. Manifestation is different. (laughs) These terms have been co-opted and there's so many things like nonsense things that got stirred into that secret nonsense that that has nothing to do with that right it's uh you so what if you are on that really low frequency and you start to dabble with the law of attraction you're you know, doing the things that they say to do. And you're like, I want this thing. I want this thing. I want this thing. Now, you'll you'll get the thing. You'll get the thing. The law of attraction will work. But that thing in the vibe that you're in is probably the worst thing that could happen to you. which is why you haven't gotten it, which is why you weren't getting it. But since you pulled and you spoke the language of the construct, it it bent to your will, to your whim, and produced something that is a great punishment. Now look how perfect the system is in that you shouldn't be doing that. So when you do, the thing you get becomes the lesson so you know not to do it again. Mm Mm-mm. Right? So depending on your frequency, the law of attraction is either wonderful or it's dangerous. Now here's the, here's the catch. Once you're vibing really high, you don't need to utilize the law of attraction. Once you're vibing really high, the first thing you realize is that you shouldn't ask for anything too much. Because it's quite disrespectful to the construct, the, the, the creator, the almighty, the, the, the universe, whatever you call it. It's really offensive and hurtful to make any desire so desperate within you that when you are asking for it slash attracting it to you slash whatever you got going on, you would do it in a manner that makes it seem like the thing you're asking for is more important to you than from what you ask. That is disrespectful to the construct. That's why so much about religion has to do with the ritual of showing respect. Because people figured out a long time ago that the construct doesn't mind you manifesting things, praying for things and having them given to you. It doesn't mind that. But it does mind when you put anything over it. Right? There's no God but one God. That's the, that's the, the construct. Even at the highest echelons of Hinduism and Hindu thought, it is the same. There is a oneness. That is the that is the Godhead. That is it, right? So, 
nothing is to be held over that, not especially not your desires, whatever they may be, it doesn't matter. And so to ask from a place of one, initial, just utmost respect for being in the construct, in the presence of the field, all of it, and two, to ask in a way that's almost casual. To, to emphasize by how you ask that although you would like the thing, it's nowhere near as important, special, moving, uh, it's nowhere near as important to you as the construct from which you're asking, as the creator from which you seek, as the field uh, that checks in with you every moment and uh, powers this, this consciousness. If you can ask, if you can pray, if you can use the law of attraction in a way where you are vibing so high that you're not trying to use the law of attraction. You're genuinely giving the utmost respect to the field and you are making a suggestion, a light-hearted suggestion that goes something like, you know, you're everything. You made this fantastic place. I'm so grateful to be in this place thing I'm learning a lot this is fucking dope thank you so much who taught you how to design right can we have that conversation uh oh and by the way like I'm I'm kind of worried about this thing I'd really like uh I'd really like if, if if you could throw a solution my way oh the construct's like do 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 here no problem. You'll be all right. I got you. But if you show up in the field, like, oh my God, this thing is happening. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Please, I just need this thing. Please give me this thing. The construct is like, hold up, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've lost sight of the most important thing. The most important thing is your resonance with me. You cannot need in the desperation that you are needing in right now because this desperation, this need for this thing implies that somehow you won't be okay if you don't get it. And that implies that that thing is more important than the construct from which you seek it. And that's offensive. And that will trigger the alarm. That's, you know, clean up in aisle four. This one's got the priorities fucked up. This one needs a harsh lesson now and lack and, you know, realism and, right? Because you're making it seem like without this or that, you can't, you can't survive, you can't go on. And that is offensive to you know, the creative field that created you, like, wait, don't you have faith in me? Don't you have faith that if I'm not giving you what you desperately want, it's only because I want to give you something better? 
I, I, you know, reason two billion something of why I love being a Muslim. Like, that promise is dope. Yo, I promise you, I'll give you what you ask. It, the only reason there will be that you don't get what you ask is because I have something better for you. That's it. It's a win-win. You're either going to get exactly what you asked for or you're not getting it because there's something better. That's it. Right? If you live in a space of I need this thing, I'm going to attract this thing because I really need it. I'm not saying you won't get it. I'm just saying it'll be a fucking punishment and not what you think because you have pulled something towards you out of the energy of desperation. And so that thing that on the outside might look hella abundant, like $10 million lotto, lotto win or whatever, you, did I say lotto? I'm so New Yorker. I'm so New York. Like I can't. Lottery, sorry, not lotto. I hate myself sometimes. Lotto, really, bitch. Lotto. It, the thing that they've attracted ends up being their undoing. Their, their punishment for forgetting, um, <laughs> forgetting the ranks of respect. <laughs> I I I be getting I be getting a little bit in my feelings when I watch people forget that hierarchy of respect. I really do. I really do. I I just try to stay quiet though, you know. But uh whenever someone puts anything before uh God, the creator, the construct, the almighty, whatever you call it, Whenever someone puts a need, a desire, a want, a person, a job, money, whatever, in front of that primary relationship, uh, things start to go left. Never seen it go. Never seen it go any other way but left. Never seen it. And it doesn't matter what you call it or what you're really. I'm not saying it's like only people who pray or only people who believe this or that. No, I just mean. People who are aware on an everyday basis that no matter what they're going through, quote-unquote ups and downs, that this thing is there and it's more important than whatever you're getting or not getting. That, that faith... Not even in the promise that I promise I'll give you what you ask or you'll get better. Not even that. But people who live in a place of, it's okay. (laughs) I love you for giving me stuff, but I also love you if you don't give me stuff. It's not about that anymore. Like, yeah, I need a little help with this. And yeah, I need a little help with that. But that's also secondary. It's not even about that. I'm just out here like, wow. It's not even about that. I'm just I'm just in awe. I'm just in in total respect and like wow. And you like chose me to witness this and be here and just like wow, like thank you. <laughs> 
Like, wow, and you'll be watching my back. And like, like, wow. If everything you're doing is coming after the like, wow, if everything you're asking for, if you see the energy you're going to have with it. Like, it's like no matter how vital you think that thing is, if you are in a constant state of awestruck wonder and love at the creation you see around you, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to, like, you don't have to specifically call it God. Look around you. You all know people, animals, artists, different spots on the earth, sunsets you've seen, moments you've had. You all know when you look around, you you, you are aware of the awe and the beauty right? You are aware of the perfection of all the design. It, it, it is unmistakable. It is everywhere. You cannot miss it. And so if you stay in a state of like just giving props all the time, props, 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 like, oh my God, look at that. Oh my God, that person's beautiful. Oh my God, that was amazing. That song was so dope. But also like, I kind of need this thing where I was wondering like, I would really like to meet somebody like this, or I would like more help with this thing in work, or I would like, you know, to have this thing work out, or this person I know is in a lot of pain, and it would be really great if, like, they could see how special they are, and how loved they are, and how much we need them here. You know, when you're throwing those things in, while you're in a constant state of just this is the shit, this is awesome, (laughs) wow, like, this is awesome, this is so cool, (laughs) you know, like, when people trip, they'll be like, the first time they trip, they're like, yeah, I spent eight hours looking at my hand, yeah, because your hand is fucking fascinating, because every single stitch of life on this planet is intensely fascinating, like, what, can that do that, what, how, you see how fucking rudimentary our fucking robotics and everything is comparatively? How long you think it would take us as a species to be able to create something like a human brain from scratch? <laughs> from before scratch, not even from scratch. What came first, the scratch or the human? Yeah, that's why people spend 10 hours looking at their fucking hand, because your hand's fucking amazing. <laughs> When you are constantly in that state, you attract true abundance. One, because you usually get what you ask for, but also because you've made it so clear that it's really okay. Hey, I asked. I did my job. I'm either going to get that or better. Cool. I'm good. Let's get back to how amazing this all is. Then the thing that comes in, comes in as a blessing and sustained and it stays with you. Otherwise, if you are not working from that place and you actually can't see the beauty of anything around you because you just need this one thing in your life to work out, all that you're sending to the universe, the only signal you're sending is that you need 
to reprioritize and it will bring you experience after experience until you fix your priorities. Well, I'm not allowed to love someone. I'm not allowed to like really want to be someone. I didn't say that. I'm saying that you can't make anyone or anything in any way more important than your day-to-day joy. One, because you won't get what you want that way. You'll just get lesson after lesson. And two, because you can really accomplish a lot and get like legit exactly what you want if you stay in that space. Now that space is a little bit different than the psychocybernetics zone, but, but not by much. Not by much. Psychocybernetics almost puts you in a state where you're in awe of your own mental movie. You're in awe of you as a creation within the larger creation. It's dope. It works. Right? That place of surety, clarity, knowing what's really important and then kind of just suggesting some stuff that would be fun. That brings you a lot of abundance and the kind of abundance that doesn't kill you. (laughs) So, there's that. Whoa, it's been a long day. (laughs) Thank you so much for all the birthday wishes. I have cried so many times today um, just from the level of the outpouring of love I have personally never experienced anything like it and it's not just the amount of people it's the stuff that you guys were saying like you can imagine it yourself you know Like one person you love tells you. Okay, so how I even like started like, you know, this like vague idea of like the channel. The idea really, really first started because a friend of mine from high school, I kept seeing on Facebook for 10 years that she kept writing for 10 years straight that she has insomnia, 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 insomnia. And even though we hadn't talked in 10 years, I messaged her and I was like, yo, bitch, I can cure that for you in like five minutes, bro. Let's let's just meet up. And I know we don't like talk or whatever, but like, let me just show you this breathing technique and you can bounce. Well, we ended up hanging out for a while. We had a great time. She's lovely. And the next day I woke up to a text that said, uh, and this is someone who was on Facebook literally for 10 years talking about I had three hours of sleep last night. I had two hours of sleep last night. Just day after day after day after day. And uh, the text said, Amber, I slept for 12 hours. I don't remember the last time that happened. I put the phone, and she, you know, of course she said, thank you so much, and you've changed my life. And I put the phone down. And I was cognizant that I was having a feeling I'd never had before. 
it was different. It was different than reading. It was, it was different than anything. Because reading still involves cards and you have to interpret them and the cards play a big part, right? This was just something I knew how to do. And it took nothing off of me, you know, no skin off my back to just show it to her real quick. And her response meant more to me than any single scent I've ever made. I can't explain how I felt. (laughs) It was such a mix of pride, real true joy, gratitude, but also I was just moved that she got to sleep, you know, that it helped her, that she felt relief. Like, that just made my, like, life. I was like, wow. It just gave me so much happiness, so much peace. And so today, when I was looking through your messages and seeing all the love, I just kept busting into tears because there were so many people that were saying the same type of stuff that was in that text. And if you would have told me that waking up that morning next to that piece of shit Virgo being in one of the most difficult, horrible times in my life and getting that message, if you would have told me when I got that message that morning that just a few years later, I would be getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages just like that. And that thing that I'm that I was in that was just tearing my soul apart would not only be over but it would be the fucking butt of our jokes. I I my my brain couldn't have conceived it. And yet <laughs> Here we are, and that's exactly what's happened. You know, I was listening to that 528 hertz frequency over and over again right before I met that piece of shit. And I had the distinct feeling of pulling him towards me one day when I had this big revelation about the holographic universe and I'd been listening to the frequency for Mad Long. And that day I came home from my walk by the beach and there was a message from him after 10 years of not having spoken to him at all. And I was aware that I had attracted it. But I knew that when I wasn't listening to the frequency, I wasn't in that space. (laughs) And so it really does tie in. Worry about your vibe a lot more than about what you want. What you want is waiting on the vibe you want to be at. Trust me on that. Keanu Reeves is a perfect example. Just watch him. His vibe is right. You know it. You know it. You feel it. You see it. His vibe is right. The dude is awesome. He's just a good dude. That. Worry about your vibe. The right things will come to you. You don't need glamour. 
You don't need to attract something when you're in a place where it's just going to be a knife to your throat. Raise your vibe. Raise your frequency. Do it slowly, consistently, constantly, with every decision, with every thought. Make the right choice. Stay in that place of awestruck wonder and, 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 and love of the beauty around you and what the fuck, this is amazing. And you will see how even your smallest desire or wish comes running to you. Of course, because of the law of attraction, but you see the difference. You see the distinction. It's not what you get, it's how you get it. Right? That applies here like everything else. Remember that. Because glamour is dangerous. (laughs) It is. And now you know why. So, that was a pretty long-winded thank you. So thank you just for letting me help you. (laughs) It is the joy of my life to help. I just want help. (laughs) And you allowing me to help you has been such a salvation for me because when you can heal but you have no outlet it can kill you so (laughs) thank you for for trusting me enough to let me heal you know what i'm saying you that's a big that's a big leap you gotta take to let someone into your heart (laughs) And I will maintain that I'm not worthy, but I am grateful. And uh, hopefully along the way, you know, we can just laugh a little at how fucking petty and mean I can be because that shit is hilarious. That's the, that's the real unseen thing. Like, I, I, I don't know if I could have ever predicted any of this, but the one thing that I definitely never could have predicted was just this fucking hilarity like we just be stupid we're stupid you know that right we're fucking dumb as shit we just be laughing at the dumbest shit and we're so petty we're so we're so mean oh my god oh my god i love it so much like it's my favorite part I mean, the healing is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, thank you. But this shit right here that we be doing, like, you don't understand how many times today I've laughed at the fact that Tom Cruise doesn't have a fucking fjord is a joke. Like, there's so few of us that actually get what that means. But do you understand how fucking funny that is? That is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yo, Tom Cruise doesn't have a fucking fjord, man. Fuck Tom Cruise. Tom Cru- no, actually, I love Tom Cruise. Yo, if you know Tom Cruise and you're listening to this, please tell him that the Red Fam loves him. Like, I love you, Tom. <laughs> I am you, Tom. I am Tom Cruise. <laughs> you can tell me all you want how much you love me. <laughs> and see, I am Tom Cruise, and I don't even have a fucking fjord. But the Red Fam, yo, the Red Fam has a fucking fjord. You can't fuck with the Red Fam, dog. You can't. Red Fam forever. 
thank you for the best birthday ever. Like, (laughs) you made it the best. I love you so much. I'll see you soon. It's your girl, DJ Nark. 42?